You're listening to Indiana SRN, God's Word 24-7, and sports. This is Behind the Stripes. Thank you for joining us as we take an honest look at the men and women we call officials, the professionals who make it possible for us to enjoy the games we love. They are the authority on the field, on the courts, on the diamonds, and on the ice. Behind the Stripes is here to support our officials, athletic directors, coaches, players, and fans by bringing attention to good sportsmanship, strong leadership, selfless teamwork, and respect for others on and off the playing field. Now, let's join our host, Keith Myers, and his guest for today's show. It is week 15 behind the stripes with Keith Myers and Brenda Hilton. You can reach us by contacting us by email, Brenda at Brenda at officiallyhuman.com, coach at Indiana SRN. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at Indiana SRN. And tonight we have uh, Rob Daphne joins us from Positive Coaching Alliance. Did I get it right, Rob? Yes, sir. That is correct. Wow. Rob is from Positive Coaching Alliance. And Brenda, another great guest. And uh, Rob, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Keith. Great to be with you. Uh, First question off is how long have you been involved with uh, the Alliance? I've been involved with the Positive Coaching Alliance for uh, just about two years this week, actually. Yeah. So um that that's great. Rob, will you can you tell us a little bit about the um the alliance and what kind of what your mission statement is and what you guys work on? Of course. Yeah. Well, Positive Coaching Alliance um was uh founded it's a national nonprofit founded about 20 years ago by a gentleman named Jim Thompson, who at the time was, you know, like many volunteer parent coaches uh looking around and uh, realizing that coaching kids was a lot more difficult than he anticipated. (laughs) And he decided, you know, right, uh, to do something about it uh, to help not only the coaches, but uh, more importantly, create these, uh, you know, look to create a more positive environment for the kids to, uh, to, to coach them up and build them, build them up, um, you know, for, for later in life. And, And he understood that, you know, even today, you know, look, there's, 40 million kids uh, on an average year typically playing youth sports. There's no greater platform other than schools uh, to reach kids and to teach them important, you know, life skills uh, that, that builds them up for the future. And so that's the opportunity. What's unfortunate is that what we're seeing is, gosh, nearly 70% the estimate uh, of kids around ages 11 and, you know, or 13 or so, you know, drop out and, you know, they're missing out on all these opportunities to, to, to grow as individuals, to be part of a team and to learn skills like, you know, resilience and grit. And, um, you know, it's just an important part of, of youth development. So, so yeah, Jim started this movement uh, to create, um, you know, positive uh, character building environments for kids that develop not only better athletes, but more importantly, better people. And what PCA does uh, specifically is that we take a systems approach to youth sports, right? Like who's all involved? It's, it's, think PCA, it's parents, coaches, athletes, and we create educational tracks for all those audiences, uh, as well as athletic directors, the folks leading the programs, so that everyone has a common vision, a common set of principles, and 
you know, a vocabulary that uh, helps everyone kind of pull in the same direction. Rob, do you think? And, yeah. Rob, do you think because kids are dropping out, is it because it's uh, seven, eight, nine, ten? Mom and dad are pushing them to be the superstar. Is coaching not what it should be? Uh, is it lack of officiating? What do you think the dropout rate is? Because I have a take that maybe video games and gaming might be the reason why some of that is happening. Sure. Well, it, there's no single answer to it, right? There, there's multiple reasons as to uh, uh, why kids drop out. But certainly, um, you know, the parents and the coaches um, are contributing factors to that. Um, you know, kids won't engage unless they know that their coaches care. And so when those uh, type of environments aren't happening, you know, kids, kids, kids are smart. They're, you know, they're turned off and they don't want to play anymore. And uh, interesting fact about parents is that um, when we, uh, you know, give our, um, our, our talks, uh, one of the research facts we cite was that there was a survey of former uh, college and professional athletes, and they asked them, what was the number one worst experience of your, um, you know, your, your time in youth sports? And do you um, have any guesses as to what that might be? Probably poor officiating. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda, I'm not sure if you agree with that, but uh, <laughs> poor coaching. The, tre well, the treatment from the coaches. Well, the number one reason that they uh, discovered was the car ride home. Oh, the mm. car ride home with the parents. Yeah. Yes. You know, I was going to say that, and I was going to say also no nachos in the concession stand, but beside the point, that would be okay. Um, but, you know, and Brenda, we can tag on to that. We, we see that in everyday sports. And, and I didn't mean poor officiating because, you know, mom and dad said it was poor officiating. Or, and maybe that is the, the ride home is, you know, you were much have been better. But the official, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes the officials are the scapegoat. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I, I can see where that that angle is coming from. It's interesting, though, Rob. When, when we talk about that being the, the number one reason or the top reason, um, what, how do you address that then? How do, how do you combat that with, you know, to parents? How do you convey that back to parents? Right. And, and so that's exactly, um, you know, the message we try to, you know, make them aware, right? And then uh, we try to educate them on, you know, their, their role in this is to be that uh, what we call a second goal parent is, is that, what the coaches coach, but your your role, they're going to have different coaches as they go through the youth sports journey, but they only got, you know, one set of parents. And mm -hmm. your job as the parent is to be uh, supporting them, um, you know, throughout this journey. And mm -hmm. so, you know, remind them of that that's their role. Yeah. How, Rob, how do you deal with the shortage of the officials with the games that you operate? Do you see a sort shortage and why is that shortage there? Well, we well, so we work with schools and park districts and um, youth sports organizations across the country, and we help them address you know the issues they, they identify in their, their cultures. And so, yeah, we don't get specifically into um, addressing the specific shortage itself. But what we do talk about, and we do this thirty five hundred times a year in our presentations, is talk to parents, coaches, athletes about honoring the game. And what that means is, is creating uh, that culture we want to see, right? It's 
inspiring everyone and motivated them to live up to their best. And within Honoring the Game, we talk about a simple acronym we ask them to remember. It's called ROOTS, okay? Mm-hmm. And ROOTS stands for um, uh, respect for the rules, opponents, officials, teammates, and self. Love it. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so within that, yeah, we dive into some uh, things about how we can work with officials and honor officials uh, with some great like examples and, and toolkits of, you know, creating a, um, you know, de-escalating uh, environments and teaching kids the right way. Not only teaching, but narrating, right? That's what we want to see is that they model and they tell the kids why they're behaving the way they're behaving with the coaches so they understand with the officials. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sure. Hey, Rob, you, you mentioned that um, you do 3,500 presentations a year. Are those, um, who's your number one client base? Is it, is it grade schools, high schools, or, you know, park districts? Who is that? Schools. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of high okay. schools, a lot of uh, middle schools, and they're probably our, uh, yeah, our largest client overall. Absolutely. And we're, we're very fortunate. Uh, we were just talking about this the other day. We work with seven or eight of the 10 largest school districts in the country. So it's oh, a wow. great opportunity for us to work with those athletic directors and their um, athletic programs to uh, help them create the environments they want to see for their students. You're listening to Behind the Stripes on Indiana SRN, brought to you by our good friends at Indiana SRN and Behind the Stripes and Officially Human. You can contact Brenda at brenda at officiallyhuman.com. You can follow me, Coach, at Indiana SRN. Uh, you can also follow us at Indiana SRN on Twitter. Rob, uh, when you talk about the youth sports, how many youth sports, how many different sports are there that you're associated with that you talk with uh, um, uh, parents and schools? How many total sports? Gosh, uh, Keith, I couldn't give you a total number. A total number. We work with, with with all sports programs. We've done uh, talks and workshops with archery programs, with uh, gymnastics, with all the traditional team sports. Uh, we've even had a few of my colleagues have done programs with esports, uh, oh, actually. Wow. So cool. it's a very, yeah, yeah, far-reaching program. I, I bet you didn't know this, but Brenda shoots a bow and arrow really, really well. Did you know that, Rob? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Thank you, Keith. Yeah, she asked me to volunteer the other day, put an apple in my head, and I got a scar, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah um that, that's hilarious he gets me every show on something that he everybody in the world knows that i'm not going to be shooting a bow and arrow so <laughs> he, he gets me each week so that's that's awesome thank you keith i appreciate that you're welcome um one of the things so you and i got connected through mm-hmm. the minnesota chapter and one of the things that i think is so incredibly cool is is your willingness, the Positive Coaching Alliance willingness to share information. And that was one of the reasons that I wanted to get you on the show was just give you the opportunity to, to talk to our listeners on what it is you get your groups can. Um, yeah, so yeah. Rob, I want, I want to give you the chance to talk about how, oh, how listeners can get involved. Well, great. Well, well thank you for that. Um, yeah, listeners can get involved in a variety of ways. Um, you know, certainly if they're involved with a, a school or a, uh, a youth sports organization, um, you can uh, reach out to the PCA to bring us in to work with uh, their school leaders to help uh, partner with them and 
helping them shape the culture they want to see for their students uh, to thrive and be successful uh, through their athletic experience. And um, I'll, I'll just, I'll drop our website. It's positivecoach.org. And they can find us on there. Now we're a national uh, nonprofit organization. So we do have programs in all 50 states. And uh, what's been, you know, this, this downturn has obviously been very trying on all of us. But uh, one bright spot for PCA is that we have pivoted our live workshops to uh, the Zoom platform. And, and so even during this downtime, we've been able to connect with coaches and student athletes throughout the country over Zoom uh, to keep them focused on their own personal developments and looking forward to keep them focused on returning to play. So that's been a really wonderful thing for us. And uh, we've gotten some great feedback on Zoom. And, you know, and once we do get back to, to full play, you know, I don't think Zoom's going to go away uh, anytime mm -hmm. soon. So I, I expect we'll still be able to, you know, reach um, you know, people in you know, rural areas throughout the country because of it. I will tell you this, Rob, I watched one of your programs on Zoom today just to get some research about you guys. Very informative and very well done. We're approaching halftime. You. You, you bet. We're approaching halftime. When we come back, I'll have a lot more for you right here on Indiana SRN Behind the Stripes. Becoming a licensed sports official is a great way to make a positive difference in the community and support the over 160,000 Indiana student-athletes that participate across 21 IHSAA sports. Sports officiating allows you to stay connected to the game, become a role model for our young student-athletes, earn extra money, and support the patrons and communities of our IHSAA member schools. To learn more about becoming a licensed IHSAA official, log on to IHSAA.org officials today. Do you want to hear your favorite team on IndianaSRN.org? It's easy to do, calling all the play-by-play -play and colored commentary. High school sports along with youth sport, Mr. Wizard is waiting for your call. Contact him at 317-443-0052. We're ready for every touchdown, basket, and goal. Contact Mr. Wizard, 317-443-0052. You're listening to Indiana SRN, God's Word 24-7, and sports. It is Behind the Stripes, week number 15. Keith Myers, Brenda Hilton. Interesting guest this week, uh, Brenda. You have done a good job. I, I, I tell you what, week after week, it gets better and better and better. And uh, good job this week. Well, thank you. And, and as you know, and anybody that's listened to us so far, um, the goal of this is to reach as many different constituents and constituent types to get us all kind of moving forward together. And, and with Positive Coaching Alliance, they, they just have some wonderful programs out, out there that I think um, people listening can really benefit from. So um, with that, I, I wanted to ask Rob a question on officiating. So we've talked a little bit about, you know, how, how you talked about the, the root system and and getting everybody to respect each other. But what um, what tools in your kits, and uh, maybe I said that wrong, is um, what do you guys do to address the, the treatment of officials and the shortage of the shortage of officials when it comes to when you are doing these talks, and especially if we're losing kids at the age 11, 
to 13. Do we need to start conversations younger with, with these, these athletes and talk to them about officiating and try to promote the craft? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, again, it's, it's being intentional, right? Um, we need to, um, you know, what, what gets rewarded, gets done. So if we want to see, um, positive behaviors, uh, that, um, encourage more, you know, more folks to, 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 to recognize the role of officials and treat them with respect, we need to, um, you know, incentivize that and, and, you know, at PCA, we, you know, through our toolkit, we give specific examples to coaches and how to talk with their kids about having respect for officials and having uh, respect for the game overall. And, uh, you know, like anything, it takes practice. We got to work at it. And so that's that's the overall message. We got we got to practice at this. Yeah. And um, continue to to have the conversation and and have more people in the craft come and talk to these families. That's one of the things that officially human is going to start to work on. It's just having officials come in and talk to some of these families and schools that we, we are connected with, because I just, I think the more we have the conversation, the more we have raise awareness, the better it's going to get. It's going to take time. It's going to take a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Rob, you know, you talk about the shortage and, and you talk about doing it earlier. Do you try to promote uh, maybe kids that may not be interested uh, in playing, but maybe be interested on the other side of game management for scorekeepers and and all those things? Is that part of your uh, corporate, uh, your part of your group, maybe to get those kids involved? And if so, uh, what kind of response is that? We, we do encourage our, 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 our coaches to have those conversations with their kids and, and being intentional in, in uh, you know, again, narrating um, uh, the, the behavior we want to see in, in working with our officials. But, yeah, th- th- those kids, whether they're on, on the court or on the bench, uh, should be learning about um, the officiating as a uh, profession. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we do encourage coaches is to have players during a, a scrimmage uh, take turns at officiating, see what it's like, you know? Yeah, I, and, I, I, uh, I, yeah. I, I started at a very young age because uh, when I, I was raised by a, a single mom and the first thing she told me is there's a Little League diamond down the street. Go, go see what you can do. And, you know, and, and I became an umpire and then also the president. And I learned the inside of the game at an early age, I think that's why I'm hooked in what I do now, uh, because it's it, the opportunity there was greatly. And, you know, I think that's where uh, we as a group of officials need to realize younger people uh, that may not be athletic can be involved in this game and be really, really good officials uh, and, and or uh, administrators. And we need good people involved from the top to the bottom. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. And, um, you know, and, and just, you know, myself, like I appreciate the great work that, uh, you know, Brenda, your group does with the the research showing that, you know, I think, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Brenda, but is it uh, 50% of officials now on average are over 55 years old? That, that is correct. And um, to piggyback on that a little bit, one of the, the fears is amongst all the constituents is, that officials over the age of 55 or even, you know, at the age of 65, they're not going to come back. 
because they're right. they're close to kind of hanging it up as a career anyway. So I, I think this shortage is going to be a little bit, you know, it's going to be glaring us uh, in the spring. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. watching uh, Friday night football uh, on in Indiana, we're in Indiana and we're full tilt. Uh, we have now accomplished two weeks of high school football and two weeks of volleyball and soccer. And I think, Brenda, the number that I got was 10% of the school's uh, have not participated quite yet, but that's a great number considering where we were just about nine weeks ago. Uh, people are now coming out wearing a mask. Uh, youth sports have, has really taken off, and I really tell you, youth sports is probably more um, dominant now than high school sports because they're playing and they're and they're doing it safely, and that's important, uh, Rob. Don't you think? Yes, totally, totally agree with that, that they do follow all the protocols uh, uh, to create safe environments during this time. Absolutely. Rob, one of the things that we hear a lot um, as we're talking to people is the need for a mentor-mentee program. Uh, the state of Indiana does a really nice job with it. How do you think that we can get positive coaching aligned a little bit with um, mentor-mentee programs across the country, or do you guys already do something like that? Well, that's a wonderful uh, idea, and um, I think there's a conversation to be had there on how mm-hmm. um, Positive Coaching Alliance can support that work. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's a conversation that uh, we should have. And, you know, again, Positive Coaching Alliance, it's, it's an alliance. So we're all working together for the same uh, purpose here. So, the more we can work together and have these conversations, uh, the better. Yeah, I, I would love to connect um, you with uh, uh, Sandra from the Indiana High School Association because she is, uh, she, correct me if I'm wrong, Keith, but she kind of spearheaded this for, for across the country, right? Yeah, she really felt the need that we needed officials. And, you know, you look at that age of 55 or older, uh, and she realized that we needed to do something in the state of Indiana, and, and she's really done a nice job. She's also contacted the National Guard. They're working on uh, some things as well. So there's all kinds of mentoring men, uh, programs out there in Indiana, and it's really uh, Sandra has really done a nice job of doing that. And, Brenda, you've helped her with that as well, and that's, and that's pretty kind of exciting. Yeah, I think I think there's a, a, a conversation to be had on that, Rob, because I, I've I firmly believe in that whole program. Last year when I was at um, the National Association of Sport Officials, their summit, and there was a young official there, a female, and she said, we are missing, we are missing these a mentor for somebody like me. And so I bring that up and hopefully we can talk offline about that. That, that would be wonderful. And, you know, Indiana specifically, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Brendan Keith, but you know, I've 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 seen articles where um, you know high school games have been forced to be canceled due to the shortage of officials. Uh, that happened uh, three times last year, Rob, because of of the football officials. There was a shortage, and they had to uh, cancel the games and reschedule. Uh, what they're doing now, athletic directors are being very uh, creative uh, to maybe play some games on Saturday afternoon. Now that there's no college football. You play at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, maybe capture that audience. I know uh, as Indiana SRN, we broadcast 
four web TV games each week and nine internet radio games each week. And uh, we've had a full schedule. And I tell you what, the phone keeps on ringing because more and more people want to watch the sports. And, you know, the officials now are using our broadcast as training uh, to how their game went uh, officiating-wise. And it's just kind of neat to see uh, people using the tools and using everybody to better the game. That's great. That's great. Yeah, it is. And just to um, add a little more to that, my brother-in-law, who is a high school official here in the state of Illinois, every Wednesday last season, he got an email saying, hey, we need officials for, you know, this Friday night if you're if you have if you're off. And same thing here that they've had to cancel. They've had to cancel games in the local high school. I talked to their athletic director and they have a shortage of soccer officials. Mm, mm. So they've had to cancel games because of no officials. And the fear is moving all these sports to the spring. Most high school <laughs> officials work more than one sport. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you got to come out of retirement, Brenda. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. <laughs> Rob, it's time for the last question. And usually I give it to Brenda, but I'm going to give it to you. And it's a multi question because I'm going to give you the same uh, question, Brenda. Are you ready? I'm ready. When you go to a sporting <laughs> event, Rob, what's the most important thing, the seat, the officials, or what's in the concession stand? Ah, tough question there, Keith. Uh, so it's uh, the seat, the officials, and uh, uh, I'll go with the officials. Okay. Well, way to go. Okay, make <laughs> make Brenda happy, Rob. So so Rob's going to be our so Rob's going to be our guest for the next ten weeks. No, just kidding. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Bre- okay, Brenda. What what's more important, or, or what's important to you? The seat, the officials, or the concession stand? Probably the seat. Okay. I know. I I just don't. I don't focus on the officials. I just. I don't. I no. No. Just there I to watch the game. I thought it was there for the concession stand because it's the concession stand for me, Rob. I mean, on Friday night we do games <laughs> remotely. I have to have my Giacomo's pizza, my Diet Pepsi, and my game notes, and I'm ready to broadcast a game. See, all the schools know that too. Yes, they do. Can, can, can I share with you a brief story about my first time officiating? Yes. When I was in high school. Please yeah. do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So my first time, I had to be a freshman or sophomore um, officiating with my dad. My dad really encouraged me to get into officiating as we have um, some close family friends that are that are heavily involved in officiating softball and, and basketball. And so we decided to, to do the game together. And this was young girls softball. I was at second base. My dad was behind the plate. And he um, didn't think he needed to wear a mask because mm. it's just, you know, little kids. And it had to be either the, the first or the second inning foul tip hits him in the jaw. And he's, he's kind of like looking all over. I, I walk up to, to, to see what's going on and he had two of his teeth knocked out and he was looking for his teeth in the dirt behind home plates. <laughs> and uh, the other coaches are coming over and my poor dad, you know, he, he was fine, but he's like, I got to go. <laughs> my teeth fixed. You're on your own. And so I was thrown into my first game, um, you know, first time, no, no idea. I mean, I, I know the rules, but uh, it was certainly a moment I'll never forget. And uh, obviously I got through the game with, with no problems, but that was one heck of an introduction 
uh, into officiating. That's awesome. That's a great story. <laughs> oh, is, my goodness. It is time for us to take off, Brenda. Rob, thanks so much for joining us this week. I'm sure we'll call you again because, you know, now you just said officials, and I'm, that means Brenda's going to sign you up another week or so. so. <laughs> but thank you so much. For spending, awesome. Thanks for so much for spending time with us. Well, thank you, Keith. Thank you, Brenda. I really appreciate the invite and, and the time today. All right. Thanks, Rob. Week 16, thanks so week 16 next week. Uh, Brenda, who we got? Uh, well, we are determining that we, it's probably going to be Paul Disparo out of, uh, New York, who is the founder of crown refs. Uh, he is also a division one basketball official. So, um, he's going to come on and, and share his message, what he's trying to do in the world of officiating. Thank you very much for joining us. Brenda, I'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Have a great day. You bet. That wraps it up for us this week on Indiana SRN and behind the stripes. Don't forget to join us every week right here on Behind the Stripes on Indiana SRN, where you're always in the game. Every day, summer's plumbing, heating, and cooling keeps Hoosiers comfortable at home. When you see our bright orange trucks on the road or in your neighborhood, you know the summer's tradition of trust is alive and well. We deliver essential services where you need them when you need them. We're trusted for quality service and fair prices. Plus, we do what it takes to keep you safe in a time like this. Just call Summers and enjoy the season at home in comfort. You're listening to Indiana SRN, God's Word 24-7 and sports.